0: Love Talk Radio.
1: We're back with episode 18 of the Arpa Wire. Last time I said it was episode 18, but I meant to say 17. But this is episode 18. And today we're going to really tackle um, a controversial topic. And I, I really appreciate those who um, got the memo at the last minute. Um, I'm going to have a special guest coming here um, in a few minutes. Um, I'm expecting him to show up any minute.
0: Um, we're
1: going to do a really controversial topic tonight, and we're going to expand on it next week.
0: Um,
1: and just a reminder, my birthday is next week, so we might do a special edition show. I don't know yet. But this this is going to be a very controversial topic, and it deals with
2: racism.
1: Now, a lot of people try to use, especially in the dating world, uh, preference versus prejudice. Now, we're going to explore that terminology tonight. We're going to explore other issues, um, particularly in the LGBT community. So we're going to um, delve into these topics. This is going to be a short show tonight, probably going to be between 30 to 45 minutes, but um, we're going to probably jump into a quick song while we wait on our guests. So, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to give us a call at area code six four six nine one five eight two zero zero. Once again, that is area code six four i one five eight two hundred. We're gonna start off the hour with a little bit. Hmm, let's see what we got here. Might start off the show with a little bit of. Hmm, we're gonna do a little wild card thing here wherever I land at that's where we're gonna play all right. Here's the wild card song after this song, when we come back, we'll be right Young money militia, and I am that commissioner. You don't Cause the F finisher. So do but what's the world without enigma? Two bitches at the same time, synchronized swimmers. Got the girl twisted, cause she open when you twist her. Never met the bitch, but I fuck her like I missed her. Life is a bitch, and death is her sister. Sleep is the cousin, what a fucking family picture. You know, Father Time, we all know Mother Nature. It's all in the family, but I am of no relation. No matter who's buying, I'm a celebration. Lack I'm out of my llama bean. Don't wanna see what that drama means. Get some drama mean, llama Hot Hotter than summer sun on a Ghana queen. Now all I wanna take, bitch, Wayne's trying to be. I, I play the sides for you niggas just trying to run and see. Son of gun, son of Sam, you niggas the son of me. Pause for this summer speech. I blow like Buddha. Disturb me, and you'll be all over the flow like Luda. Bitch, I blow like scuba. Bitch, I'm bold like Cuba. And I keep a killer hoe. She gon' blow right through ya. I'll be macking about my second amount. I pack like a mover. Shout to I'm a rat for back and i on behalf of my shooter. Niggas think they high as I. I come laughing to ruler. Cash money cold, bitch, but I have to get the Wait, these niggas out of their mind, I'm going fuck niggas somewhere in the town. Gonna keep them Buck City on my mind. Fuck I fuck these on your mind. Pull, just feed them on my ground. Gonna get a, a little lucky, on my side. In the middle, nigga, my piece on my side. Cause ain't no peace on my side. Bitch, I'm a man, I fit the germ into bride. Things tell me too, I'm shooting when the funeral outside. I'm uptown, throwing bread at DX, nigga, you heard? Gunner. Gunner. All right, we are back. I believe our special guest is online. We're gonna to go to the line. Um, area code three one seven five two nine. Is this um, is this James? This is. All right now, uh, I already gave the audience a brief um, introduction to what we're going to talk about tonight So we're going to jump right into this um, this subject I just want to remind everybody, um, you can check us out on our YouTube channel Make sure you subscribe to us um, and add us um, at www.youtube.com slash UCOFW We're also on Twitter at twitter.com slash UCOFW um and also you can um hit us up on our Facebook page we had, we do have a fan page now um the urban coalition of freelance writers so make sure you guys look us up on there and just continue to follow us now like like i said we're going to start this topic tonight and we're going to expand on it in the upcoming weeks so be sure to um check us out and um for our updates, and that night we'll have Michael and Miss DeAndre on to join the um conversation as well but we we were just talking about this um this this um topic dealing with preference versus prejudice and I really want to get into that really quick I'm gonna have our guest introduce himself um briefly and um pretty much give his point of view, and I'm going to jump in here, we're going to kind of like, you know, um, collaborate and try to, you know, we're going to explain this topic and we're going to discuss it, and we're going to dig into this um, particular issue, so um, once again, the call-in number is 646-915-8200 if you guys want to talk, um, I didn't open the chat room up tonight because it's going to be a pretty quick show, but um can you introduce yourself to the audience um for people that will be listening to this show later and tell us um what qualifies you um to speak on race relations
0: in general so, uh, and
1: particularly in the l g b t community um
0: well, my name is James like um our host said earlier i'm twenty six years old gay black male i live in Indianapolis, Indiana, I've done pretty extensive traveling, and um, I think that I'm qualified to speak on this issue just because I'm part of the gay community, and I'm also involved in a lot of race relations. Um, I think that it's kind of a sensitive topic, and I think that it's swept under the rug a little bit, so I hope that me sharing my experience can kind of enlighten other people about the experiences of young gay black men in Metropolitan cities such as Indianapolis
1: Now When we when we discuss race Relations within the LGBT Community Oftentimes a lot of people Refer to it as the pink elephant In the room Where nobody wants to address It and everyone Wants to play quote unquote Ignorant to the fact that this Problem exists how do you Feel and what in how do you feel about that point first and foremost? And secondly, um, in what ways have you seen people on both sides of the aisle, whether they're black, white, or even if they're another ethnicity, how, how have they played into this, this whole um, kind of like rejecting the pink elephant in the room as it does, as if it doesn't exist?
0: Well, I think that, I think they're rejecting the pink elephant in the room. I think that's just um, human nature. I think that when, Who aren't prepared to deal with the issue. They find comfort in remaining ignorant. You know, they have a saying that ignorance is bliss, and I think that that just transcends into the gay community because a lot of people just aren't ready, and they don't know how to deal with these kind of issues, you know, and rather than, um, you know, speak on them and make themselves possibly look foolish or make themselves possibly look racist, they just choose not not to even deal with them. You know, a lot of people think that if you don't deal with something, it doesn't exist. And that's just not true. You know, the problem is only going to become worse by ignoring it and pretending like it's not there.
1: Now, um, can you give some specific examples of things that you've seen over the years? And um, can you kind of, like, um, explain to the audience, like, how do we, when I say we, I mean as a black community, how do we perpetuate this? Um, like, uh, can you give us some examples of, like, what you have seen as far as, like, when uh, we kind of, like, put up with these things or you hear certain things or, or can you give us certain examples of things that you've ex- encountered personally throughout the
0: Um, As far as dealing with racism or?
1: Yeah, racism within, because within, a lot of people think, because this is why I'm asking this question, because a lot of people think, And even when I, you know, came out, I was like kind of naive to the fact of, wow, I I didn't expect racism within the gay culture. So what kind of things have you had to deal with throughout the years that may be a shock to some people out there that may not be familiar with the LGBT community?
0: Um, Well, you know, the um, LGBT community is, 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 is really segregated. Because you have yeah. certain groups that um, just seclude, you know, and they and they keep to themselves, and they, and they don't really blend. And um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is tied into the it, you know the gay community is, is superficial just by nature. Um, so right. you know they look at the outer exterior and they look at the outer appearance, and it, it's what I call soft racism. It's not it's not racism to the point where they are you know doing bashing or uh, 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 burning. You know, things in yards and, you know, going to predominantly mm. black clubs and, and, and the smashing bottles and making remarks and things like that. I haven't too much had to deal with remarks, but what I deal with for the most part is um, a lot of, s- of sexual racism as far as, mm. you know, people confusing the word prejudice with preference. A lot of people will say mm. things like, I have a preference that excludes you based on color. And um, what I've come to experience is that. You know, that seems to be a really big trend with a lot of other race being exclusive to their own race and not being open-minded.
1: So do you think now that this has kind of became the new form of racism now? Is that that like a more subtle way of getting away with saying, well, you're black and I want nothing to do with you? Because – Now they want to use this as a preference. Now, if it was truly just a preference, this is me speaking on my personal opinion. Um, If it was just a preference, why is it, why are you excluding me? You don't even want to get to know me as a person, okay? Um, We have somebody else that just joined the line, 507. Um, Do you have a question or a comment?
2: Well, it's more than just preference over prejudice. Also, if you look at it. It's about leadership. Have you ever noticed that the white pride organization doesn't have anyone of real color uh, on their boards? If you notice that um, they really don't include or celebrate diversity or celebrate minority accomplishments in the gay community whatsoever here in N. F. S. particular. My experience with the the gay community, uh, knowing certain uh, black leaders that that have done a lot, for um, say um, Keith Washington of uh, Mass Ave Video. He was the first uh, national black HRC national board member in Indianapolis. Uh, he's done a lot of different things and work and they basically attacked him when he brought that to your attention about you're not celebrating diversity.
1: Wow. So, um, so you have, as an individual, have you faced um, certain discrimination in and what, in, what is your feeling Based off upon this new terminology preference what we're dealing with particularly when it deals with like um um especially dating within the GLBT community or um, the they're, they're they're
2: willing they're willing to date african American men of color as long as they don't want to express who they are as men to don't express who they are spiritually. Three, that's what you are intellectually. If they don't challenge them, they're fine. You can be nice looking. You can have sex with them all day long. You can be around them at parties. But if you express yourself and challenge them in any way of the institution and the foundational principles of the institution, then they have problems with you.
0: I've come to find Jeffrey. And I don't want to disagree with you. I don't I don't even know who this is I'm speaking to. I don't want to disagree with you. But the problem that I seem to have is I don't even have the oppor- opportunity, excuse me, to present myself to where they could even get to know me because they have exactly. already made a decision before meeting that's, me. That's the issue. That they they don't
2: want you to present yourself to them. Because exactly. if you present yourself to them, they will see where they're lacking. They don't like looking uh-huh. at themselves. They don't like Mm -hmm. seeing themselves in a negative position. They don't like seeing the ugliness that they are. They don't. I think that's why a
0: lot of them avoid even approaching the whole issue of race relations because they are scared that it may make them feel, I wouldn't use the word inferior, but challenged.
2: They are inferior and challenged because if you look at it, look at the country, look at the world. Indianapolis Mm. is a city that won't embrace anything that's diverse. Look at their pride.
1: Wow!
2: (sighs) Think about it. I mean, they had an issue last year about having a black DJ play for an hour at their pride. They actually had an emergency meeting to let a black DJ play one hour of music at their pride. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. It really is. And, you know, when you're dealing with an issue like this, all I can speak on is my experiences. And I know from my experiences, I've kind of wondered you know, why the divide has been so wide as far as India is concerned. Because I've been to a lot of other places where, you know, it's been it's been different. but It's always been there, but a lot of times it's been thin and a lot of times it's been wide. And I know here it's very wide. You know, as far as interracially goes, I don't really see a lot of that. I see a little bit of it, and, you know, it comes from, you know, what it seems like black guys who only deal with white guys or Latins who only deal with, um, white guys or black guys who only deal with black guys. And it seems like everybody just sticks to themselves and remains segregated. And I, like I was telling, you know, Seneca earlier, I'm like, you know, it's, it's really the leadership. Somebody has set the trend and said, okay, this is okay. This yes, is cool. Awesome. Well, I'm going to do said, this.
2: As, as I said earlier, you know, um, I mentioned a particular leader in the community. Uh, Mr. Washington uh, used to own the video store, mass that video, and how, you know, he put himself out there for many, many years with – being a head of HRC, being a head of uh, any a Pride one time, sitting on several commissioning boards, and they got upset with him. They they attacked him financially. They attacked him verbally. Um, their so-called newspaper, the word, attacked him, attacked him uh, and did a written word, through slander, because they were wow. scared of the fact that this individual stood up and said, hey, this needs to be changed. And the truth be told, all the things that the individual said several years ago when he was out front leading publicly, leading their organizations, raising money, thousands and millions of thousands, hundred thousand dollars for their organization statewide, they didn't like that because it took away and detracted from who they really were. It actually showcased a spotlight of that. You know, you guys really aren't that diverse, and you really aren't trying to bring people in. It's 2010, and you're still having issues amongst yourself about, Transgender problems, women problems, uh, you know, and the big thing now is the marriage thing. They want, they want the, they want the African American minority community to support them to get one more specific benefit and right, but they're not actually trying to reach out and sit down and include you in a, in, a, in a conversation.
0: No, and that's not a fight that they're gonna. That's not a fight that they're gonna be able to win alone.
1: I think it should be a give or take like, I mean, relationship. If you're going to come to our community, like, you know, the, to the black community, and you want us to support your rights to have um, civil unions or same-sex marriages, you need to support us just as much. And, I mean, I'm not even, even – if you don't want to support the black community at large, you need to support the gay black community because right now the gay black men suffer the most. They have the most infections of HIV. You need to educate them. They they don't want to go into the 10, they don't want to educate, they don't want to reach out to our community, within the community, but yet you want us to jump on board when it's a cause that you want us to support, you know? And so, not
2: only that, yeah. they want you to jump on the board and support the cause after they made decisions for you and not letting you be a part of the decision
0: part of the in decision. order to be a That's part of the problem. That's a problem yeah. when people feel like they're not a part of something. They're not motivated to really put their all into it to make it work. And what I want to say is that I do. I, I know Keith personally, and Keith is a really good guy. And I didn't know that about Keith. I knew the said mm-hmm. Video Store. I knew he ran that, and um, I knew a little bit about him, but I didn't know that he was really outspoken like that. And that's the type of people that we need, because if you don't have people like that, then they're going to look at you and they're going to say, it's not worth my time to deal with you. They're not gonna believe in you and the power that you do have. That's why we have to take the power back into ourselves and take a stand and say, you know what, we're not gonna su- we're not gonna support your clubs. We're not gonna support I your. Know, pride. I The reason why reason
2: why I mention him because I know when I was a young college student, he came to IU and he inspired my group on campus along with a white gay group to merge, and he created a network. Of all the colleges i u ball State everything to dialogue, and we dialogue and we did all kinds of things. He would bring us down uh bring us up to Indianapolis on weekends with uh his former partner Rick, and they would sit back and have us have retreated at, at their house and teach us how to talk how to do how to it people how to do issues, how to go out and and, and and promote the cause and how to bring folks together. They did a lot of stuff, and they they got ridiculed by the mainstream. LGBT community because they were doing things that they couldn't do. And because of his leadership, I mean, a lot of us, a lot of you don't know this, a lot of us got through school because him and his partner through their video store gave money for scholarships, gave money for bills, like utility bills and stuff. They helped a lot of us out, black, white, Asian, even uh, disabled. They did those things, and they did it for years, and they did it for strong for for a long, long time. So that's why I I can use him as an example because he stood out there when no one else would stand out there. He brought folks together when no one else would do things.
0: Hopefully we have some uh man. Hopefully we have some new young people that stand up and they do the same type of thing. And I I you know what I wish I would have been there in that whole era of doing that. I don't think that I was um I don't think that I was really um being active as far as speaking out. I don't think I was being active at that point in time, but I wish I was there because I definitely – I would have gained a due support, you know, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm tough. I'm genuinely tough guy, so it would have took a lot for somebody to discourage me. I, I probably would have fought that battle all the way to the end.
1: So how do we begin to um, face this issue? Because it's, it's an issue that people don't want to tackle in fear of being um, the aggressor or being how, – how do we as a community – uh, economically as well as socially how do we begin I, to economically the
2: problem? economically don't go to the tin the 10 has been around for over mm. 30 years and, and look at how the tin that bar looks look at the bathrooms look at the carpets look at the floors think about it you can't all the money that black folks spend in that you can't make this place nice
0: again i mean you know house and and, and and black folks that was the first to thing up. i said to you <laughs>
2: And, and black folks have to be willing to sit back and say, yeah, enough's enough. We have given you enough of our money that this place should be nice. It shouldn't smell like cigarettes. It shouldn't smell like you know mildew and odor. All the money we give to you, you can't make this place nice. You can't control it. No,
0: they're, they, they're not willing to. What, what, what were you saying, Jane? What
1: were you they're, saying they're
0: not, James? They're not willing to because we're willing to accept that, and that would cut into their profit, to have to take those types of of funds and put that into making the establishment better and making sure it's more security so it's not three fights every single night and making sure you hire enough bartenders where it doesn't take 30 minutes to get a drink. They're not going to do that because uh, if they do that, they're not going to see any return on that because we're already packing the club wall to wall.
1: You see what wow. I'm saying?
0: Now it's like they have – it, it would be pointless for them to do that. It would be pointless to do all that and spend all that. It would be pointless financially for them to do that because we already support – They're making as much profit as they possibly can make at that place. The only thing that they possibly could do would make it be bigger, and they're not even interested in doing that. One thing about the 10 the reason why I
1: think the bottom line is that they're looking for money because we're going to settle, even if there's leaks in the building, you know, there's barely any heat in there, we're going to still come in there and spend our money. We're going to still come in there, we're going to
0: spend our money, or we're not going to have a problem with it. And they're almost at capacity right now on Saturdays and on the nights where they do successful, and they're fine with that. The problem that we have is that we have to educate ourselves, and we have to say, you know what, I refuse to go. The reason why I refuse to go wasn't even um, the condition of it, though. The reason why I refuse to go is that you are taking all this money from the black community, and you're not giving it back at any point. As a matter of fact, you don't even have black staff. And that, to me, is a Mm -hmm. problem because I'm like, you know what? You're taking this dollar, and this is our economic dollar. This is our economic power. You're taking this, and you're not giving it back in any kind of way because I've never went to a Pride and Senate and seen a booth from the 10 hand out anything. As a matter of fact, I was surprised when I even seen a condom bucket at the 10 where they hand out contraceptives and education on how to stay. Well, safe, safe. On, on,
2: that, my, on that, my friend, I have to defend Brothers United and George Wooden. George Wooden and Brothers United have been going there for over 10-plus years, Giving out that information, giving out calls. they do do that. They do—I mean, they do that every Thursday and, and Saturday nights. I have to—I have to give that give Brothers United credit. That's one of the black are, organizations actually doing are a they lot part of stuff. Of the, the are area. they
0: part of the ten? Do they have vested interest in that club? No, they don't. Yeah, okay. that's my point right there.
1: They don't. You know, you notice how all the other, like the, the mainstream, quote unquote, yeah, white bars—they—they they donate or they do causes towards aid, research development, and prevention, but the 10 never does anything like that. You've got to
2: be careful with how when you say that because when you see those money buckets for the AIDS walk and all that stuff, those particular organizations or institutional bars are not giving any money. Your money is being love. used to, to give to them.
0: I've got I I to, 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 Go to call back. I have to call back, but I'm calling right now from another okay. phone. All right. Okay.
2: But you have to you have to pay attention to that those organizations like Greg's, uh, Talbot Street, Metro, they give the money that the customers give. If you actually sit right. back and question, like how much money are you guys giving out of your own profits, they're not doing that.
1: Wow. They they wow. they team
2: up the, they team up together as a team, and then the money is given at the door. That's the money that you put in that they give. Say, look what we gave. We gave fifty thousand dollars. No, you didn't give anything. Your customers gave fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now, uh, with you, you'll be you'll be reputable if you match what your customers gave. Okay. You following me? So, that's that's how that works. And, you know, like with Indie Pride, you know, you ask what you've done. People have to start going to their meetings and start going to their mixers on Thursdays that they have every every month and start saying and you know, start being seen and say, hey, we're here and recognize um, that that we're here and that we should be a part. And that you should take pride and try to be a part and get to know us, not just know us sexually, not know us by dancing to our music and trying to act black and stuff in the clubs and all that stuff when we see you out. Um, you know, it's, it's it's funny. You see a lot of the indie Pride board members in the bars uh, at the ten on Thursday or Saturday night, close to their event time, their Pride events, and after that, you don't see them anymore.
1: So, so let this me is, ask you. I mean, and you you personally, five oh seven, have you? Because you you seem like you've been pretty active in the community. Now, have you seen these certain individuals that are on the board? Have they? Personally, went out and talked to the community to see what they need, see what they no. want. Or are they no. just kind of like glutes? No, okay. they haven't.
2: They have not. They have not done that for for years. And I've been in the city for many, 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 many years.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, the, the the president of Indy Pride is Scott Van Kirk, and then their board members, one of their board members, uh, Gary Bracket, uh, the person that's charged of the Bag Lady bus tours. If you notice, the, if you notice, I like, get, for example, the Bag Lady bus tours. They never come to the tent on Halloween on the Halloween night when they do the tour. When the tent is actually at capacity or jumping, they come an hour before, really? or they don't show at all.
1: Wow! And they be, come when the bars from from, empty. From, your, and from your personal knowledge, do they um, do they pretty much hit up all the other bars with the exception they, of the tent? First of all, what, what, no, what no, they, they, go, down, they go they go they go to all
2: the bars. They go to all the bars. What they do is. And, and and this is even deeper than that they discriminate against the bars that they feel that that's not the place that they go the be popular at like many years ago they would never show up to the 10 or like the varsity or like uh or like uh, English Ivies or the 501 I mean they, used to, they wouldn't go to the 501 but now that they're in their late 30s and 40s and they're not so pretty they'll go to the, the 501 mm. during prime time to hang out and play
1: now, Keith, let me let me. I'm, I'm gonna ask James because we were talking about this topic earlier, and I'm gonna get you up to that too. Now, what were you saying earlier, James, about how a lot of people want to become open-minded after they get to a certain age because they're. I well, You know what? I don't sugarcoat
0: nothing. I was specifically talking about white men, and it seems that they have an epiphany right around the time that they become unattractive to the world about true beauty, and I find it very odd because I bump into a lot of men who try to approach me, and they are 35, 40, 45, 50 years old, and I know that they have not spent any time around black men, and it wasn't until they turned those ages, and the rest of the world you know, basically told them, look, you're not cute enough to deal with anymore, before they started saying, you know what, this beauty is far more than skin deep, and they start becoming open-minded to race. But well, I, I,
1: that's,
0: that's factual. Of, that's factual. Yeah.
2: You're telling the truth there. I mean, that's literally the truth. And now the the and the younger ones who are dating black men um, are a little bit more aggressive, but they get isolated too. One of the if you're hmm. talking about race, if you're talking about race and and the dating situation. One of the biggest things that I see as a black man in this community that's going to cause us problems is these mixed race children. Who are now out here mm. who think that who think they're white and would stand there with white counterparts and discriminate against black men openly?
1: Yes,
0: I mean, but I, you know,
1: I've seen, but I've seen people, and, and, it's, and, it, and it's sad to say this, but the black people that I've noticed the black people I've had, gay black men, I, not personally had issues with, but just you know, they they give issues to people the most to their own people are not the ones at the ten the ones that are given throwing the most shade and that are the most, you know, disrespectful towards their all own... All the ones that are Metro, Greg...
2: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's, yeah,
1: there's, there's thing about it. Self-hate.
0: And there's something yeah, about I'm it.
2: I'm in, the to, end, in the end, when it's all said mm-hmm. and done, we have to come back and redeem them when they get thrown aside.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's something right. I'm not willing to do at all whatsoever. Not doing that. mm I'm not he doing that elaborate? at all whatsoever. Can you
1: elaborate?
0: Um well basically uh how can I say this without offending anybody, it's probably gonna be a little bit
1: Let's keep it real, we keep it real on this show. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: probably gonna be a little bit impossible. But I say, you know, I don't really want nobody else's junk. I don't want somebody else's trash. When when the rest of the world says that they're done with you and then you run at me because you feel like I have I'm I'm damaged goods, quote unquote. Because I was born this type of way. No, I don't look Mm. at it in the same light. So, I mean, I'm not too big. You know, like I told you on the phone earlier today, my self-esteem is through the roof. You know, so you're not going to catch me at a desperate moment. You're not going to be able to convince me that um, I should, you know, be with you or give you a fair chance when we are at two whole different levels of attractiveness. It's not gonna happen. You're not gonna come to me when the rest of the world tells you you're not cute and think that you have a fair chance with me just because I'm black. <laughs> That's not gonna happen because I look at my blackness as a sign of beauty, and I know the I know the wealth that comes with the culture, even if it's not financial. Mm. So you're not going to suck me for all of my goodness just because the rest mm. of the world told you that you were you know unattractive at that point. It wasn't until the It wasn't until the rest of the world turned their back on you that you even thought of looking at me as appealing.
2: And also, too, another thing, too, they're attracted to those black men of, of, of power, those black men like Mr. Washington, behind closed doors. They they fiend for them. They want them. But in public, they, they they ostracize them. They demonize them because they, they're they too scared to accept the fact that that, that black man, that powerful-looking black man, intelligent black man, whoever, is is actually capable of being a better partner – a better lover, a better everything, and will carry his weight more than some of the ones that they want to be with, and that that look like them,
0: yeah, but they don't they're, even they're, give that, they don't even let that air come into the they don't even give that opportunity or chance to exist until they have gotten to a point in their life where they have become um, not the apple of everybody's eye, and then they look deeper than the surface. And then they see all of these things, and then they want that chance. But you have to realize that these people are not gonna these people are not gonna give you that chance at that point, you know, because actually it's insulting at that point.
2: That that I have to agree with wholeheartedly because uh, it does make sense. But as I said, until. One also too, black folks have to be responsible too. You know, that's been that message's yeah. been, been been preached by Mr Washington and by myself and some other folks. Black folks gotta step up to the plate and say enough's enough. And when that and, and when that particular African American male or female steps to the plate and say enough's enough, get behind him and support him. Don't let him go out there by himself and get killed. That's exactly
0: you know, they why they might not
2: pull a gun and shoot him physically, but they will assassinate that individual in, in and financially emotionally, uh, verbally, I mean, gossip, slander, whatever they can to break him down. And that's one of the things that shouldn't be accepted in our, our community. That i give you an example dealing with Mr. Washington because as I assume was my mentor. Um, I know that when he was out there as a pride, black pride leader, the other pride gave the board members of black pride an ultimatum. Either you get rid of him or we don't support you. And the board, instead of supporting the leader, went, hey, you know, we need it. we need their money, we need their support, so we want to ask you to step down, you know, have you, have you go. You don't let a, another organization tell you who you can and who can't lead you. Once they get that power, they'll take it and abuse it, and then guess what? They'll destroy your organization, and after they to destroy it, they just leave you hanging.
0: Exactly, but that's why we have to make sure that we stay together and make sure that they know that you know that we're not gonna keep on we're not gonna keep on letting that type of stuff just ride. It's it's not gonna happen, and that's why I wish I would have been there because I would have fought that one all the way to the end. When you have somebody who is all alone, they're they're um very vulnerable because they can be attacked from all different angles when you have people who are standing around and people who are in your corner and they let you know, because the things that they truly desire, the things that those organizations truly desire, they will never be able to get those along. It will not happen. They have to have it. It's almost like the president. Any president you see that has been running since I say Kennedy, always has. Uh, uh, he always targets the black vote, because he knows he can't win that presidency without that. He has to have that. If he doesn't have that, he might as well throw in the towel. And it's the same thing with these organizations, but we have to stand strong. We have to stand together and let them know, look, we're not going for this anymore. I'm not I'm not going to stand for the, um, you know, the substandard treatment, the second-class treatment. I'm not going to do that.
2: Well, one of the things that's, that's hurting them now is the fact that national organizations are telling them, like the Damien Center and these other, you know, organizations, if you don't have a representation of the community on your boards, we're cutting your funding. Oh. We're, not go- we're not. We're not. We're not going. We're not. I mean, that's one of the things that the Damien Center is dealing with right now. The Damien Center's board has been a hundred percent Lily White. Huh. This is how it works. The same group of friends that run Indy Pride that sit on the board of Indiana Equality that sit on the board of Dame they interchange. Sit on the, the the Gay Chamber. They sit. They interchange. It's it's almost incestuous. They just kind of go rotate. Wow. On board, to board, to board, and so now what they're what they're facing the good old boys in Indiana, in the gay community, is that the CDC and all these people that give money are saying, hey, we know that this is a this disease. These things are affecting this group of people. What are you doing for them? And here they are. They can't oh. sit back and say. Uh, we really don't know. You know why I don't know? You never go on out and try to talk to them. So we're giving you an ultimatum. Either you start showing the community as a whole and representing the community as a whole, or we're going to take their money from you, and that's what's happening.
1: And this mm-hmm. is. And, and I'm going to jump in here real quick because these people claim that they're all about diversity and they're all about trying to reach out, but I don't see any of you guys um, recruiting. I don't see any of you guys coming into my in our community are coming into the bars where predominantly blacks go, or even some of the Latino places where a lot of them go. I don't see any true outreach within our community. Like you said, it's almost it's almost sickening. It's almost like incestual incestual relationship because you don't see them going out. Like you said, the center center of disease control. They are seeing that these number our community and the Latino community is are suffering the most from these, these these STDs, and, you know, we're not being educated, but you don't see any of these people reaching out to us. It's, you know, it's, it's really, really, really a shame. It's really a shame, and we are, as a people, going to have to stand up. We're going to have to get out of this, this old school mentality to, you know, like, if it ain't affecting me, I don't care, because at this point, we are we are the ones that are dying. We are the ones getting new infections. And to us, you know, you know people are dying because of the lack of knowledge. And if they if they're not reaching out to us, we're going to have to take a stand for ourselves and get out there and and, and start talking to our other brothers and sisters. And but, you know what's same. also happening
2: too. What also happening too is that it's just that not our community is being affected and dying off, but their community is being affected and dying out too just last I think January. They had their one of their, you know, very loved people in the community, the guy that did with the karaoke stuff throughout the community at the mm-hmm. Metro stuff, thirty-five dead of HIV. Dead. And and they're not taking care they're not taking care of their own. That's how that's how how deep it is. And I so heard about that. if they're not if they're not taking care of their own, what do you think they're gonna do for us? And,
1: I have a know, question. and, and the, now what was your face
0: Go ahead. I have a question. And this might be kind of far-fetched, but where do you think the CDC is getting this information about the age statistics? Because I logged in on dot one time, and it was a few years ago, and they had a big banner that covered the entire page that said one in three black men have HIV, and People were so outraged about it that they made them take it off. It was on National AIDS Awareness Day. They made them take it off because they said we felt like this is a dogmatic statistic. And I ask myself, when I look at those CDC, CDC um, statistics, I say to myself, where are you getting these results from? And I wonder if they don't – They. I think that they probably should divide those statistics amongst other information, such as – um, the you know where they exactly got those? Because I'm not sure if they're getting those from pre-government clinics, where it's mostly people who can't afford a better education and can't afford better better medical treatment. So they're getting they're from, the, they're getting from
2: the, the county health departments, where you got
0: statistics and its on black, black,
2: majority male, majority black males, unwealthy. are dying, are dying between the ages of 19 and 40 are dying. And then, you know, and the thing is, okay, what are they dying of? And this is, the, this is the, the cold word, cancer. So in the last five months, you've had 30 African-American males from the age of 19 to 30 and one month die of cancer? Come on. We know what that cancer is.
0: This is what I don't understand is because you're taking a small segment of society and you're taking a small sample and you are basically multiplying that by how many African-Americans live in America, and you're saying that this is a fair number to use to say that this percentage of black Americans have HIV. And what is a more true statement is this percentage of black Americans who cannot afford medical treatment other than free county hospitals or free county health centers have this. And most of those people who go to those county health centers I have noticed are people who are drug users, people who don't have enough money to educate themselves, people who don't have any kind of education, high school or beyond, people who are in the poorest of neighborhoods, and and, and people who don't have outreach services like the Damien Center, or um, I can't really speak on a lot of other places, but I used to volunteer for the Damien Center, so I know as far as the places that they go and the people that come to their food pantry. And I know that you don't go into those hardest-hit urban communities. So you have these people who do have this history of drug abuse and alcoholism and, you know, um, living in just poverty for generation to generation to generation and not being educated and not having access to condoms and things like that. And you take that sample and you say that yeah, it is kind of sleuth But you're making that seem like that's broad America and that's not. Because if you went to a hospital like, let's say, St. Vincent, or if you went to a hospital like, let's say, Methodist, and you took those demographics of blacks who came in there and were affected with HIV, it would be more fair, a more fair number than just the county hospitals and saying, okay, this is broad in America, one out of three Mm blacks can have HIV.
2: Well, you have to look at it also, too. I mean,
1: there's 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 a high number. You can't judge about face value.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, but there's a high number of, of, of white males with the disease too, but the thing is though places like the Damien Center has kept them you know informed, kept the money going their way, kept them i mean I know a lot of individuals who are are poor white you know males who really mm-hmm. can't afford to get that medicine and pay for it, but they get it because they're friends with the people that's still on the border of the Damien Center they take take care take, take care of it i mean like their their grand masquerade dinner. You, if you go to that dinner, it's it's the same group, it's the same incest. I call it the incestuous group of, of gay white men, walk around in tuxedos and stuff, and and not really the people that need to be served. You'll never you'll never see the Damien Center clientele, except for a few of them that they allow to come, really get to come to that dinner and sit down and eat and enjoy the evening. So the so the donors can see who are we who are who's benefiting from this. It's all about let's exactly. pat ourselves on the back and make ourselves feel good because we give a little bit of money. And, and quiet Jeff, if you're one who really gives money to the HIV AIDS thing in the city, and you're going to be amazed, the Unicorn Club. It's a nonprofit organization. They give a six-figure check every year. They've been doing it for 30 wow. years. I'm not
0: surprised by, by that in actuality. I'm not surprised by that.
2: But I mean, the reason why because the owner's partner was affected by it. And so they did mm. something about it. They did So what about a about club
0: like Greg's where Greg and I know people when, who
2: when Greg when Greg Powers was alive, Greg Powers gave a lot of money to that because he dealt with that. But after he died, his business partner, hey, I'll this is what I'll do. We'll put the boxes around, so we're gonna give all this money to to the you know, the fund that Greg Powers created for the AIDS walking all this other stuff, but our customer base Will be the ones that give the money. If you sit back and ask, okay, can we give so much money to them? What are you going to give? They'll get upset. Well, we are giving. See, we raise no. What is the business giving? I know what the customer base is putting in that box and giving. Oh. What is the business? Is the business right and starting? I mean, if they were serious about, about doing something, each of those bars, Metro, Tablet, all of them. Let's start. We'll start the as we say the offering off with five thousand dollars in the teal. And then you guys put on top of that. They don't do that, especially Thomas Street. Those uh, they'll, they'll sit back and hold benefits and and all that stuff. You know, this is what us giving back, not giving a dime. Try, I, like not it, like giving it's like it, Not giving a dime. Not giving nothing. It's and people actually, come here. Example: like example, like they, the Dan and Cruz Memorial,
0: but you used this you used this fundraiser as to a to marketing tool to bring people to
2: your. your <laughs> To your bar. That's exactly.
0: so wrong. That's so foul. You know what? And I don't put it past Tyler Street because out of all the bars in Indianapolis, I can honestly say that is the one that is the least diverse, and I have Ooh. met um, the management. I don't know if I necessarily met the owner, somebody I suspected to be the owner, and um, he definitely seemed like the type of person that I tried to avoid at all costs, and he... Uh, yeah, and you know what, this may just be, you know, I don't want to just, I don't want to slander this man's name at all because I don't know this person like that, but usually when I bump into somebody and, you know, it's, it's a spirit type of thing because I kind of can feel that they have a real slimy kind of spirit,
1: mm. and,
0: you know, he had the slimiest kind of spirit to where, I, I I mean, I ended up leaving, and it's just the whole nature of that that entire club, but... You know, what um, the caller on the other line, 507, what he was saying, you know, all of this stuff, it, now that he's shedding light on all of these things, it starts to make a lot of things that I've noticed that didn't make sense before make sense now, if you get what I'm saying, because I can kind of see right. the trend of how these programs and how these different clubs are doing this stuff. And I kinda of looked at it and said, I wonder why that is and now that he shed light on it, you know, it's like now I see, now I mean, understand.
2: You know, like I said, I've been around for a long time and I said I've learned a lot of stuff from like I said, you know, Mr. Washington and other individuals uh in the community have done a lot, you know. Uh it's it's, it's you know, it's like, you know, the Indian equality thing. You want the marriage you want folks to go out there and, and support the marriage position. But then you don't want to come to the, the African American community and talk to us, and then you then this what really create, really kind of irks me. You guys ought to be ashamed of yourself. Anybody standing it should be should be you guys that you're black and, just, and it's the Whoa. same movement. The same. No, it's not the same movement because guess what?
1: Oh, we were willing to we
2: were willing to march and die for what we believe in. Y'all rather stay behind closed doors and have your little cocktail parties and drive your little volvos Whoa. and stops. None of you are willing to give up anything personal for the cause. You'll use someone else's movement to do it and, and, and then sit back and try to try to justify yourself in it. Well first of all the Civil Rights Movement was built on God. The, the the black movement was built on God and the and 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 the equal rights movement was built on God. And so due to the fact that you don't understand that while we can't separate ourselves from the church, even though we have issues with the church in certain areas, we'll never pull ourselves away from church and, and denounce the church yeah. like you want us to, to be a part of your movement because the 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 movement that you're kicking or the organization that you're kicking for your movement is what is our is our foundational principles and truth, even though we might not agree with it, but we're not gonna do that to our own because guess what we have to be with our own, even though our own don't 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 accept us sometimes, but we're not gonna mess our own up for you so you can get one more right and and and, and 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 you and you not understanding and studying the historical perspective of where we came from and what and what has made us. We're not going to sacrifice that for you. If you, want, if, so you if you if you if what? you want if you want to sacrifice if you want to make a sacrifice, ensure us that you're willing to stand up there because a lot of them that scream they want rights when they go to their job on Monday morning or tomorrow morning, you'll swear they were straight.
0: That's but I mean, on Friday night, you see them at the bar, it's, it's, and and you see the whole city come out because right. they do what's comfortable because people don't want to be. Uncomfortable. People don't want to be in a position where they have to take the brunt of all of this. And they know for people like Keith, my friend, and they know for people like Brothers United and people who have stood up, they know those people are going to take all of the stoning. When the, when people start picking up rocks and throwing them, they know that those are the people that are going to do it. Okay, And they don't ever want to be in the pathway of that. So, you know, they, they, they hide behind that, you know, pleasant, you know, I'm not going to bring this into the office with me I'm not going to do this We're going to keep the position of power Exactly where it is And it's really comfortable like this It's been going like this for 50, 60, 100 years And this is just the way that it's done There's no need to change it Because it's not broken And, and that's the problem that I have Because when you look at something that's dysfunctional and you, and you imagine it as functional Because race relations in the gay community Just in general is
1: extremely
0: dysfunctional But for you to look at it and force yourself to look at it as functional and just keep on going on with your normal life as if nothing is wrong, that's a problem. So what can we do as of this point? What can we do to kind of pull that position of power back?
2: Well, I can tell you this, as, as Mr. Washington ta- taught us, you have to face the giant, and you have to stand there and, and call it as it is, substance, character, and integrity. you got to put it on the line and call it out. And if you're gonna if and you have to let them know if you're gonna lead and say that you're representing all, then you need to be all when I say you need to be all, that means you need to show up at the ten on a Friday night. that means you might have to go over to a black worship service where where, where a lot of us are and get to know us in that aspect and you need to get to know us in the photographs. and also too, don't kill our leaders and people like Washington or other folks that have a different mindset or perspective on things. They're not, that individual is not trying to destroy you. That individual is trying to get you to think and say, hey, there's also other ways. And two, don't sit back and set yourself up and your friends up for years and years and years of leadership and nothing come about it. Because if you really want to the truth, if it wasn't for the straight community, the gay community would be totally messed up. It's the straight community that keeps the the religious right and and the wackles off the gay community's butt not the gay community.
0: Not at and all. That's not sad at all thing, and that's the sad thing we're so busy about fighting it. each other, we don't, have the, we don't even have the capacity to fight somebody else because we're so busy doing this, fighting with each other. but just over petty stuff. But I'm going to ask you a hey. question. So do you think that it is because they are afraid or because they don't care? Both. Mm-hmm. They're, I knew they're, you were going to say that. They're
2: scared, they're scared that they'll lose their social position. It's
0: like high school.
2: It's it's like the it's like the the popular against the non-popular, and then they're scared that they'll lose their 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 power. They're so scared that you, that you're going to take something away from them that they can't have, and they won't be the number one number one gay person, a number one clique, a number one group. And 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 this is how ignorant they are. If you go out to their bars and and and, and look at who they are, even their own constituents are ignorant to the fact. Of what's going on I'll give you an example JMCC The gay church Where have they been In this situation
1: hmm.
2: Are they out Do you see them out On Friday nights Telling folks There's a better way
1: Oh Jesus
2: You know what I mean But it's the Not gay enough. church It's the gay church It's the gay guys, church that, guys, that, I'm
1: going to, jump, I'm gonna have, to I'm gonna have to Jump in here real quick And let you guys know we, We've been off the air For about um, About 10 minutes But it, it's still streaming And it's recording But people can go back And listen to this episode Later we we I've really enjoyed this dialogue I'm going to have to have you two brothers come back on here next week sometime Because I really want to continue this Because this is a lot of good information that I want people to hear um, And I wish I would just went on here and did like a 90-minute um, uh, show Because this is really a really uh, information-filled show and I was wondering if you guys would be willing to come back sometime next week and uh, c- you know continue this dialogue because this is some good information. I, I have
2: pro- no problem with that. I have no problem with That's that. It's, it's needed. It's been needed, and folks don't understand the 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 sacrifice that you know, like you know, Brother Washington and other other men and white men too. There's some white men that have stood out with mm-hmm. minority causes and got decimated. Over it, you know, because wait okay. a minute, this is the this is the white gay world, and we're not gonna we're not gonna if we if we can't shine, then no one's gonna shine.
0: The thing that you mm. said that really hit home with me was the whole high school aspect and how they're um afraid to um socially be accepting of other races because of how it may make them fall down the tier and just fall down the ladder of of hierarchy, and that just transcends into like the bottom floor with everybody because I notice when I go into white clubs, predominantly white clubs, and I don't have a problem going in and I know for a fact I don't fit in at all. I stand out like a sore thumb as soon as I go. And I notice that I get looks from white men, but then when they see their counterparts looking like when they know that they have got caught looking at me, man, they sure they I mean they they, they straighten that tie right back up. Right, right back up quick, and then those are the people who I may see in the parking lot, or I may see on, you know, gay dating websites and different things like that. Who just flood my inbox, message after message after message, and everything is just really discreet and, you know, all in the closet and things like that. And I notice that, and I say to myself, it has to be hard to hide that um, all the time. It has to.
2: If you can't be if you can yourself. In public, then why be, try to be something not online? That's how I it see it. It is
0: what it is, but I get a lot of that, you know. But I pull them out of that. Well, I mean, you know, Seneca knows I pull them out of their comfort zone in a minute. That's a requirement to even you deal know. with me. I pull them out of their comfort zone. I, you had to do what I, you got to do, what you weren't even willing to do, because I got to put this out on Front Street. And Then, if you're willing to do that, then I mean, it's almost like we start from there. With me personally, and they have
2: to accept. That. They have to accept. That this is what you believe, this is what you think, this is how this is how you see the world, and it's not going to fit their little white frame little mindset. And the, and and, the, and it's really funny. You think because they're college educated, they're in, intellectually open. They're the most closed-minded group of people you ever
1: meet.
2: Oh, it is. Sorry. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. It really is, and it has and it hasn't gotten better, at all. Uh, you know, their pride has gotten bigger, and everything else, all those stuff they do has gotten bigger. But if you look at the participation of minorities, they're not there. And the ones that are there, and you said it earlier, the, the brothers that are there, are the ones that are willing to sell us out the fastest. In front of them to, to, to show how that they fit
1: in. Throw a white yeah, they want, out, they, out, want out they
0: want they want the acceptance at our cost, At all cost. Okay, and, the, and, it has no. And it has no. Good. The prices. It has no price. It you know it's priceless to them. They would be willing to give it all up. Give
2: it all but up. They, and the
0: sad thing about it,
2: behind closed doors, quasi kept. They really, the white community, a lot of them, wish they they can be us and be free and be themselves and have to not be subjected to all these rules and all these things and if you if you speak to this person and i'm not going to talk to you anymore and if you date this person and we can't be i mean they admire the fact that 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 you're able to go and be yourself and not be ashamed of who you are and not not accept or not tolerate the nonsense as i said before the biggest thing is coming the next big battle for the black Community, gay community in the city of Indianapolis, is these mixed kids that come up thinking they're white, and then once it's already this, this
1: my, It's already happening.
2: You know, in my I've opinion, once already. and once they turn twenty six, twenty seven, after they get to being cute and getting and, and being passed around and used up, twenty mm. twenty seven, they get kicked to the curb and rejected, and they end up at our tables crying. Talking about how they've been done wrong. You sitting and shaking head like when you were 21, 22, we tried to tell you what was going on, but your white side spoke up and your black side got kicked. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. And you, you know, you, I mean, you've been throwing it out every draw leg and now you want, you want somebody to come back and patch that shit up. We don't do yeah. that. Patch it right back up. Look who you ran back to, the people that you turned, back right. the the whole that you turned your back on. The people that you turned your back
2: on. And try and take you know yeah I mean don't get don't get me wrong, you have to respect the fact that one of your parents are white, and one of your parents are black, but when you kick your black side to try to be with them, you look foolish because in the end, you're black, I don't care what you do, I don't care how many white guys you date in the end, you're black and
1: and and and, and,
2: and guess what, and how they say the, the 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 uh the boondocks, you will have your nigger moment one way't happen.
0: A- It's going to happen because somebody's going to remind you. I promise you that. No, not somebody.
2: (laughs) The person that you're dating is going to to remind you. It's going to remind
0: you. you. It's going to remind you, and the people that are in their family are going to remind you, and you're not going to get that acceptance that you thought that you were going to have. It's just not going to happen, and that's the unfortunate thing about it because when they come back, You know, and and although, you know, we may say we want to turn our back on them and do them wrong like that, but it's something about those people because those people actually come to, uh, what I've come to find out in my experience is that the people who cross you in the past usually be your biggest ally, usually, because they have much more to prove than somebody who just has a lot of jealousy or somebody who looks at it, you know, and envies what you do. Those people are saying, you I have to win this back. I have to. You know, and then they and then they go out their way to do things to try to win it back over. And those are the people that I found to be my biggest ally. But at this point, at the end of this conversation, I say, you know, the best thing for us now, because we already know what's wrong. We see the dysfunction, and we see exactly where it's dysfunct at. The best part of this conversation would be for us to figure out exactly how we can make forward progression. Yeah. How can we make tomorrow better me.
1: than today? Oh. And this is a good place to end because the next show I wanna talk about some solutions. Um I wanna continue talking about the issues, but next time we're gonna talk about the issues and how we can start like honestly, not just talking, like seriously, what what we're gonna put out a game plan, how we're gonna educate each other, how we gonna um, how are we going to start taking this message to the streets. Because this is this is this is I think this is the first step talking about it. But I think that... We need a future game plan because we can't idly sit by. Indianapolis is now the 11th largest city in the United States, and we have a ridiculous amount. Like our our city is like, you know, we have a lot of um, African Americans that live here now, and in the gay community here for the blacks, I know it's got to be humongous. So we are going to have to do something. This 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 whole attitude that you know, we're trying to be a world, world-class city, but we have a Mayberry mentality. It's going to have to change. So we are going to seriously have to come up with a game plan because business as usual has to quit. Because I was I was I was talking to somebody recently, and I was telling them, you know what, the ten wouldn't have any customers in it if 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 we had our own club that was, that was like made like Talbot Street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like, but we we so go to no that. Substitution. So we for that next. It's yeah. no because it's no substitution.
0: We have no other option. It's that or home, or be uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> you so know. I guarantee you, someone was
1: to open up a tent, a club like ten, and it was a nice building like Tower Street, then ten'll go go flat. They'll go under in no time. It would take. I think it would take a little time
0: though, because I think people have gotten so ingrained in their mind that that's the spot. With the, that they with they, with the
2: ghetto mentality, they're ingrained with the ghetto mentality. And 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 you and you would have to change the mindset of those ignorant black folks that go there and show their behind every Thursday and uh-huh. Saturday night. And and, and, and and you have to sit back and say in order to come here, you gotta look a you, when I say look a certain way, you just can't come in here in your no way. You can't start on your know, stuff. You can't do all that drama and stuff that you want to bring at the door. The one time you do it you can't come back. And then once those folks know that they, they have to straighten up. And be there to get in, and then they'll, then they'll show up and start coming. And you matter of fact, if you want to know the truth, you probably get a whole nother crowd of African Americans and black folks that oh, yeah. don't go out
1: they, they never that out. They never came yeah. out, that the never came people. out, that never came out. People, you have the working it class. Never came
0: out. And, and it's a lot of those that's around, and making those,
2: and making those, those are, you know, our white brothers and sisters who are comfortable with being with people of color. Who I mean, when I say comfortable. Not ashamed to say that's my significant other, that's my other half. Not ashamed to say that's my friend. Not ashamed to say, ashamed to say that I appreciate this and this is what I like you to it come up. out. You yeah, it, it it it'll blow up. But you know, also too, one of the last things I'm gonna say that you that you might do, you know, you like I said, go back and find those old leaders. Go back and talk to, uh, you know, uh, Robert uh, Ferguson that used to be part of Black Pride and. Uh, and the uh, executive director of Brothers United, go back and get Keith Washington and, and sit down and, and hear what those old-school guys have to say and stuff, you know. Like I said, especially Washington, because he, I mean, he really put himself out there for years.
0: And, and I never knew that about Keith. Me and Keith are friends, too. And I never knew that about him, never,
2: never. I mean, he served on the national board of HRC for five years. You have to pay thousands of dollars to sit on that board. He traveled the country. Getting stuff done and setting stuff up for their rights.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, you have to talk to those, you have to talk to those guys and talk to, you know, you know why. And matter of fact, even you know, call the president of Indy Pride and say, "Hey, I, this is the show we're discussing. We'd like to have you on, and this is the issue, and we got some questions for you."
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm <laughs> gonna say I i
1: be I'm more than willing to set that up, but you guys will have to be on here too. I I definitely am. You know, I am. I'm not a problem. You know, right.
0: I am.
2: Well, there's a lot of to
1: questions
0: they don't have up. answers and I, I do, I do want to know what some of those answers are, but I got a feeling it's not going to end up with informative. Uh, I put it like that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I cannot yeah. wait to that day. Yeah, thanks for this. a lot gonna, of. I'm going to try
1: to set that interview up before before prior to June. I'm going to try to get that going. And I'm going to ask the tough questions. How are you reaching out to the gay minority um, community? We're going to—it's going to be a very respectful dialogue, but we're going to ask some very—we're um, going to ask tough questions because um, I believe I, I believe that the public deserves to know what you know you're doing. You know, you you, you say that you're a, a, an organization that is advocating the LGBT community. As a whole, but what are you doing to reach every every corner? You know, so we're going to try to get that set up here in the next. Um, I hope I hope the next month. So, uh, Seneca,
0: call me when you um, when you wrap up the show. I got to get off the phone. Okay, all right, gentlemen. Nice talking to, right. you. Talk to you. Okay, nice too. talking to you too.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, then. Bye bye.